Hi, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? Hey, you doing? I like our new little stockings that you got. Aren't Kim. they cute? They're so cute. Yeah. yeah, Kim said something about stockings hung, but I didn't hear the stockings part. <laughs> I told you when I got them that I was getting two red ones for you little devils and one white <laughs> one for the pure snowfall angel like me. Oh, yes. Lies. Oh, yeah. That's what I recall it. It's more off-white. I'd say that's cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a cream. Because you're milky, Kim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. We're all decked out for Christmas. We got all of our signs and lights up finally. and We are. I think we have our set just how we like it. We are. <laughs> now. I think we've finally gotten into a groove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we've all been searching for little Christmas gifts. We're going to... Open them on the show in a future episode for our Christmas episode. Are we going to do it on the main episode or are we going to do it on Patreon? We'll do it on the main one. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Everyone can see. Because we film Great. our main one. Yeah, yeah, I know, but. Why don't we do the prank gift on our Patreon? Yeah, there we go. Let's the gag do that. gift. Yeah. Yeah, that's... since it'd be a little bit more yeah, I'm unmasked. I don't want to have to mark it as explicit. <laughs> I need to wrap it separately then. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do that one on Unmasked. Yeah, I've been searching for a little gag gift for you guys. and I think I found that's the, been fun. the perfect gag gift and the perfect regular gift for you. I don't yeah. think you will have liked any other present more than what I got mm. you. I well, don't I know, because what I got is pretty darn good. We'll see, we'll see. Do you guys have this problem that you guys buy presents and then they come in, they arrive. I'll give it you, to them right away. I have that problem, but then I also have the problem where I start like I get it in because I already have the idea, and I'll put it up before Christmas time, and then I'll forget about it. Mm, yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, and then like later on after mm-hmm. Christmas, you'll find it, and you're like, "Gosh, dang it!" You've done that to me yes. <laughs> after Christmas, like a few right. weeks. You're like, like "Here, oh, hey, Merry Christmas!" Yeah, I forgot to give this to you. <laughs> when I was married, my ex-husband, he was really good at breaking into presents to where you couldn't mm. tell, so he taught me how to do that. So from the time we started dating, which was I was a senior in high school, on until I moved out of my grandparents' house because they raised me, I broke into the Christmas presents every year. I knew what I was getting, right? (laughs) Well, when I had the girls, Amber was really good at guessing what she had. And I am not kidding. She would sit down. She would get ready to to unwrap something. And I'd say, Amber, what is that? And she would tell me what it was. <laughs> and she wasn't big enough to understand that she could break into them too, right? Mm-hmm. So when Emily was born, I got tired of Amber doing that. So I started either putting all of Emily's presents under Amber's name or Amber's presents under Emily's name. Or I would, every other year, you know, one would be odds and one would be evens. I would number them all so that they would never know which one of their presents was theirs. And they couldn't guess what they were. Mm-hmm. So it worked sneaky. really well. Really well. That's funny. I did that clear up until the time Amber passed away. I was always too afraid to snoop with mom. But we did that at dad's. You mm. cut the tape with a real sharp knife on the <laughs> yeah, end. That's and how you ta- pull yeah. it yep, out. That's and how he taught me how to do it. Yeah, one year when, when our stepmom got us this computer game, Josh and oh, I, yeah. <laughs> we got into it. And, you know, took it out. when adults don't really know how computer games work, they don't know if a disc is missing in the computer game. Yeah. So we took it out and we were playing that game well before Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
Did you have it wore out before Christmas ever got Oh, there? yeah. We already had the game, like, figured out, and we were tired of it by the time Christmas oh, came. thank you. Yeah, so Christmas came, and that's what we got from them was that game, and we were like, oh, great. So it kind of ruined Christmas a little bit. Yeah. I'm know? really bad at keeping secrets, so especially after Amber passed away, because I hadn't, I mean, she died on October 28th. I had already started buying Christmas presents, mm-hmm. so she already had some Christmas presents for me. And I got really bad after she passed away. I'm so bad at keeping secrets. If I buy something, I can't hardly wait to tell you what it is. So what did you do with her Christmas presents? I had only gotten a couple. I think I'm pretty sure I just gave them to Emily. Mm. It was a pair of pajamas and a jacket, I think. Mm. I remember it was a pair of pajamas. I can't remember what the second thing was. Well, they wouldn't fit you, so... No, well, they would, they didn't fit her either. She had to grow. Yeah, she had to grow into them because right. she was six and a half years younger. Right. So yeah, she had to grow into them. But I'm pretty sure that I gave them to her. Mm. Whenever I buy my friend a gift, I want to tell her so bad, but I also want it to be a surprise. So I'll text her husband because he won't <laughs> tell her. I'm like, she will love this. Look what I got her. Oh, I can't yeah, I it. almost done that to you guys and sent you what I got him and sent him what I That's got you. Hilarious. But your real Christmas presents are the same, so I can't do that. Oh. Well, whenever Kim buys something for Emily, I always tell her, you just, when I, well, when Emily lived with her, you know, before she decided she's going to move to Chicago, like a, get married and move to oh, Chicago. Yeah, how See dare how she her is. grow up and become an adult? I don't like it. But back when she lived at home, I used to just tell her, just hide it in the cleaning, like where you keep the yeah. cleaning products. Yeah, like, she would find, never, never find them there. She'd never Mm-mm. find them. You know, you had them. Right? <laughs> what lifestyle? It's power of Python, baby. Right. It's funny right? because you know she never did anything like that at home, and after she moved, she has her own house. Of course, she keeps it nice and clean. And I'm like, and she'll come home for the weekend, and it looks like a tornado ran through the house mm. before she leaves because she won't do anything. Right. And I'm like, okay, one of these days, your mom's going to be old, and I'm moving in with you. <laughs> and don't forget how you used to treat my house, because that's how I'm treating you. do it when you visit her. Walk in, kick your shoes kick off, shoes throw off your socks on the couch, mm-hmm. right. leave your yep. cup in the, make a mess. Mm-hmm. I should. Can I just say that? When we were taking pictures today, because someone came in to do a little blog thing, and I had forgotten about it until I came in this morning to look at my calendar. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I was prepared. It's better, it's better though, I think, to like not remember. That way you're not pressured and like, oh, yeah, I have to get my pictures taken today. <laughs> so Josh comes in. I'm like, hey, Josh, hope you're in the mood to get your pictures taken. So for you listening, we had our pictures taken, and Kim arrived, and she got her pictures taken. Kim, won't you describe how your picture was taken? It was taken in my Velma wig <laughs> and yeah, glasses. And you the know, nude. Like, in the nude. <laughs> and nothing else. Just so draw me little, like one of In my little cubby girls. right here behind the yeah. computer and the board. And in your little producer. My producer, Kim. Yeah. My own little corner in my own little chair. <laughs> Well, I have it all the way down. I got into it the first time, and I'm like, I can't even touch the ground. Who's got? Oh, yeah. Jane, he said in this one, I put it all the way down. At least I can touch the ground, and unlike those ones that you guys sit in. Right. I can't touch it in the bottom at all. Your little, oh, brings me such joy. Uh, all dangly so feet. Right. Think so. But the lady who was here taking her picture, she loved our little picture of our grandma over yeah. here. She was like, oh, my gosh, that is so cute. So I just wanted to point it out to our listeners who are listening, if they want to jump over to our YouTube page real quick, they can just 
skip in if they don't want to watch the whole thing because, you know, I assume they're going to be listening to this whole thing. But I'm pretty sure you've posted it on Patreon before, haven't you? Probably. That or Instagram. Yeah, one of the sites. I'm sure. I can't it's taken the one. day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's right was next it? to our little Christmas tree. How old was you there? I just graduated high school. Look or how much hair almost. I had. That was you I graduated was, high school. You look like you're 12. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I was, fresh. Look at his skin. I was so working nice. at Rue, and that's my. I would work that morning for Black Friday, and I'm mm. still wearing my Black Friday shirt. That's funny. Yeah, it's Shane. You have look a how much lot hair. Of hair you. Boy, I had all the hair. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bless him. I know. Mm-hmm. Now he has to cut it real short because if not, you're going to see all the bald places. Kim, what? He is self-conscious. This most people listen to this show. They think that I looked like Dwayne Johnson, the boulder. I thought it was more like Fabio. <laughs> you like that boulder? Oh, yeah. That is a nice, nice boulder. boulder. <laughs> <laughs> Such a boulder. Okay. <laughs> So we've talked about my best friend before at the post office. Oh, yeah. yeah, I had to go drop off some boxes. So if you were expecting a box, you'll be getting in the next day or two. Actually, you'll mm-hmm. have gotten it for two weeks ago. And let's because this let's is also important. clarify, why do you send boxes out for Mystery Inc. listeners? So I send boxes out because our $10 Patreons, we send a cup. Too. Yeah, Josh has a cup right over here. Look you too can have your I like how this seems planned. We did not know <laughs> yeah, Kim was going to mention this. Yeah. And yeah. I'm always prepared. I know, Josh is always prepared. But go ahead, Kim. Uh, yeah, after three months of being a Patreon, we send those out to our $10 subscribers. And so I went to mail a couple boxes. Yeah. And she was in there. She's like, how you doing? <laughs> How's your daughter? How you doing? Oh, that's she's, a, she's a cutie. She's a little Oriental lady. Oh, very nice. I love the doctor. She's funny. Good. I hope no one's being mean to her. No, I hope not. You I told her, I said, where have you been? Every time I've come in, you've not been in here. <laughs> you must come in on my day off. Now, Kim, you probably aren't aware of this because you live in a small town, but I'm going to let you know this. Okay. You are not supposed to say Oriental. Only for a rug. What is it? Asian? Yes. Yeah, you're supposed is to say Asian? like yeah. where they're from. Like Dude, if they're an I Asian. I am old. I don't I know. know. I'm <laughs> not politically correct. We <laughs> well, all know this. Well, I know, but this is our giving you information. Okay. I didn't know Educating. it either. In fact, I was at an airport... I think I was in Atlanta, probably Atlanta airport. And I'm in a text group. One of the podcasts that works with us is the Asian Madness podcast. And of course, mm-hmm. she is from one of the Asian countries. I can't remember which one off the top of my head. She's not from Thailand, is she? Mm, no. Anyway. I can't remember. So she's from an Asian country and she lives in Washington state now. But anyway, so we had a conversation one day about how that's not a good term to use. It's mm-hmm. outdated. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense, you know, whatever. So I was there at the airport, and I was actually talking to her, texting. And I look up, and there is this sign for this little deli. And it was like, Oriental Deli. And I thought... <laughs> that's outdated. Yeah. Have they not gotten the memo? Yeah. They, <laughs> so I it, sent a picture of it to her. It changes so often. And I mean no disrespect oh, yeah, yeah, whatsoever yeah. for yeah. it, but I just can't keep up. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. 
No, I know. But I just thought, when I saw that, that little sign, I was like, hmm, they've not gotten that memo yet. Nope, mm, not yet. Don't not cancel yet. us. But, <laughs> right, right, right. Watch. We're just getting in the hang of this. Well, one, day, one day, I was I was sitting next to her. Her name was Jess. I was sitting next to Jess, and I looked over at her, and I was like, I have to let you know something. And she's like, what? And I was like, I want to let you know that your name on my phone is Jess Asian, and I don't want you to think that that is racist. And she's like, "It does sound a little racy." <laughs> and I was that like, "Yes, go. but I have to let you, I have to explain." So when I meet a podcaster for the first time and they give me their number, I put their first name and then the name of their podcast. So when I met you, it was Jess Asian Madness Asian because of the f- first name of their podcast, Asian Madness. So like Justin from Gen Y is. Justin, Jen, why? And, you know, that's just the way that everyone... Are you going to change mine now to Kim, Mystery Inc.? <laughs> no. No. We're so similar, no. but different. I can't say what your name on my phone is, Kim. Well, that's okay. I can't say what Explicit. yours is. Mine either. <laughs> I do the same thing with daddies, as I've mentioned. Daddy, Fort Wayne. Daddy, Indianapolis. <laughs> actually, mine, my story about what yours is and mine isn't a bad story, so I can't actually tell it. Mm. Remember when we first met, when we were working at another place, we were, they sent hell. you. Yeah. Yes. Exactly, hell. Where they sent you when you were a bad boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they set us next to each other. I had just met Shane, and he was always giving me crap about not inviting him over when all the other kids Amber's friends would come over for and spend the weekends for a couple of years after she passed away. So he would always give me crap about not being invited. I said, well, I don't even have your phone number. And he says, I'll give it to you. You can call me Big Pop. <laughs> so he's always been, when you call me Big Pop. Yeah, That's so what he's I always like been Big Papa in my phone. Pop. And my, my guy in my phone or in my car, what is it called? Oh, your Siri? Siri? Siri. Yeah, my Siri. <laughs> it's a... I paused for a moment because I was like, is there a device in here that's not going to start going right. off? <laughs> I was like, you got a man in your Check car? Check our phones. Is it cute? Check our phones. Yeah, anytime I have him read a message, uh, he's really cute. It cracks me up. Uh-huh. Big Papa. He has an Eastern Indian accent is mm-hmm. what you have your set on. Yes. Oh, such an attractive... Mm-hmm. He, I down, just Josh, picture this cute little guy. Every time he talks, I just picture this cute little guy. Ooh. Kim, you need you it's a man. Months. I don't need no man. Kim needs a man. How many guys? times have I told you I don't need one? I don't want one. I have to deal with you. <laughs> what makes you think I would want to have to do that on a twenty four seven basis? I can barely handle you on a sometimes basis. So I, on a different subject, I got home yesterday, guys, and as soon as you walk into the back door. There are stairs that go down into my basement. Mm-hmm. Well, I was hearing this weird noise down there, and I thought, what in the crap is going on down in my basement? None of my business. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Turn around, walked out, thought, have to get rid of the house now. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I know there's no one else at home, and we have a security system that would alert us if mm-hmm. someone else had entered. Have you had that Ouija board out? Rebuke no, it. No, I don't have one. <laughs> Funny that you mentioned a Ouija board today, oh, Kim, though. But anyway... I got up there and I was, I was like, boy, what is that noise? So then I go down and check, and it was my Roomba oh. that has started sweeping. But anyway, 
And I started laughing because it reminded me of a funny story. One day when I lived in Muncie, and Josh, you probably remember this, when grandma was staying at the house, I think it was around a holiday or something because she was staying for like a week or something. Do you remember this? And grandma was there. It was when we were living at the house that our uncle used to live in. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. around Christmas. Yeah. And my grandma was sleeping on this couch that had pulled out into this really nice bed. And so we had fixed it up real nice. So, you know, it had like this huge mattress cover. So it was super comfortable. So she was all set up and ready to go for bed. And we all go to bed that night. And we wake up the next morning. We go out there. She's like, I don't know what the little robot thing is, but last night I was about to fall asleep and all of a sudden something kept banging against against the bottom of this couch. And she goes, I thought, gosh, dang it, why in the world? I could just see her. I know. Is that? She was like, I thought for a moment there was some demon just. I'm surprised she didn't jump up screaming and run into your room or something. I am too. I think that she said that she got up and she found it and like turned it upside down or did something (laughs) until it turned off. But she goes, she thought, Shot well, maybe gun. if I ignore it, ignore it, it'd go away like a dog or something, you know. But she said it just kept banging up against the legs of the couch because they had like when you pulled it out, you know, it had like these real thin metal legs. And it was just it just kept coming back and just banging the crap out of it. Well, man, it annoyed her to death, evidently. But it was just so funny. I like my Roomba, but I also get offended by it very easily because mm. anytime I step out of my room when it's going, it'll follow me. And I'm like, I am not a giant piece of dirt <laughs> and considerate. I don't, have, I don't have one of those, and I could never have one of those because my dog would be scared to death of it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you guys ready for Jeopardy this weekend? I am. Wheel of- Fortune? Yes. I mean, Wheel yeah, of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I'm like, this is the third name you gave it. me. I know. Of course, Josh is just going to get there and not know what, what it is. <laughs> yes, it, it is Wheel of Fortune. I don't know Fortune. why I keep calling it Jeopardy. Let's make a deal. Yeah, I need to send right. I need to send David texts and tell him what time I'll be there to pick him up. Oh, yeah. You guys are going to be at my house at 4. Yes. And then I'm going to pick him up at 4.30. Okay. Go to dinner. Go, go to play dinner. some, possibly play some Wheel of Fortune. Or bingo at this yeah. point. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, Who knows what, what we'll play? Play. Strip poker. Yeah, I'm really yeah. excited about it. Did you it, sign actually. up to yes, possibly I did. See, did I, you do it? No, I haven't yet. I need to. I just keep forgetting to do it. Come on, I have Pam. been busy. My internet at home has been shite. And I haven't so you got been able free to... time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been so you didn't do about ready to pull evening. my hair out because I can't get anything done. They're finally sending me a new router. Thank God. Because... I know I'm, I'm pretty sure I mis- mentioned it on the last one that I'd been pulling my hair out. Start with down there. And we can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I have jeans on. So uh, I know. <laughs> so I have a story that I've been saving for the last couple of days just because I didn't want to tell anybody before this. So I have a great story to tell you. Okay. What is it? All right. So, you know, I'm going to go surprise my daughter for Thanksgiving, which is technically next week. But right. We're in the future now. Yes. And so I always take the toll roads. I like the toll roads better than going downtown mm-hmm. Chicago. It's a lot less stressful for me. They're nicer too. So I had it set up on pay by plate. Well, I wanted a transponder because it's cheaper that way. So I called the Illinois Toll Authority to get my pay by plate transferred to a transponder. So the, I was talking to the lady. 
She got me all set up and I told her, I said, I haven't been able to get on my account. I have no idea if I even owe anything. Luckily, I set it up for to come directly out of my checking account. So Next thing you know, it, it overdrafts her account by $2,000. So I told her, I said, I haven't even, I can't even look to see if I owe anything. And she's like, okay, once we get it all changed over, we'll look and see if you owe anything. And so she gets on there and you could just tell she was really stumped for a second. And because she, she was just talking and then all of a sudden she stopped. Broke. And yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was, you know, just, I just kept going on just to chit chatting and stuff. And she says, is your license plate really crime too? <laughs> I, said, I started cackling and I said, Yes, yes, it actually is. I love crime. Can't get enough of it. She said, oh, my God, what do you do? Rob people? <laughs> you had to pay for these tolls to see my daughter. <laughs> and I, I was laughing so hard. I said, no. I, I said, no. However, I like your version better than mine, I think. But I said, I'll, I'll tell you the reason. You know, there is a reason why I have my license plate that. I said, I work for a company that we managed 10 different podcasts and our biggest one the first one that we did was a true crime one and she's like oh okay and i said you know what likely story when i got this mm -hmm. i've had this car for two years now when i got it of course I, it was a playoff of your original one which yours right. just said crime right and which is no longer in existence but so i wanted to play off of it and for two years i kept waiting for somebody to ask me what the crap my <laughs> license plate meant. Are you a hoodlum? And I even went to mad events and spoke at mad events with all these cops and first responders and all of these people around. Not one person has asked me about right. my license plate. And yeah, so I was quite humored. I just tell them, I'm sorry, you don't have the clearance for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I but just, she was just so confused and she was... Tre you could tell she was treading very lightly. Yeah, she don't sure? want to piss you off. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Is your license plate really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you for real? When my license plate said crime, I was driving a truck at the time. And police officers used to like to take photos of it. And just as a joke, not to police officers, but just to random people, I used to just say that I was part of the mafia or something silly. <laughs> But now, because I drive the Mystery Machine Tesla, it says Clue. So it's a, you know, a fun little license yeah, it plate. It just kind of goes along with what yeah. we do. Yeah. It cracks me up, though, because yeah. you had a, everybody and their brother would comment about yours. You yeah. know, I hadn't had one person Not say anything one about person. mine. Are, have you decided if you're going to change it when your plates are, are up for renew? A detective came and knocked on the door. And I said, is it Renee? And he just gave me that solemn look. It was the worst day ever. The Proof Podcast is back with a new case and a new season. 23 years ago, 18-year-old Renee Ramos went missing. Her body was later found in an empty Home Depot building on the edge of town. I don't think that they arrested the right people. It's about time somebody's trying to do something. She had a black eye about two weeks before she was murdered. They are involved. They definitely had her body and her backpack. You know people are going to judge you, right? Of course. They're judging me now. They've been judging me damn near my whole life. You can listen now to season two of Proof, wherever you get your podcasts. 
and follow along with us as we reinvestigate the murder at the warehouse. I have to ask, did you kill Renee? American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know. Mm. I'm still on the fence about it just because I haven't gotten the reaction that I really wanted out of it, you know, because I wanted people to ask me. You could always go to crime. Yeah, I could. Because it's up now. But I really thought about changing it to since i'm on mystery ink all the time now changing it to something mystery ink true jinkies yeah i'll change mine well, to I jesus think, i'm pretty sure that that i'm sure that was probably taken with jinkies well oh. it has to be in indiana that's true it's unique to indiana and maybe mm. even unique to that license plate mm, like a specialized plate i thought about doing velma hmm I don't know. Yeah, test them all out. See what's available. My glass. If anybody has any suggestions. $20 is $20. <laughs> right. If anybody has any suggestions what to move my license plate to. There you go. Please, by all means, shoot them my way. There now you I, go. I really now want to switch mine to Jesus. That'd be a good one. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah. That would be funny. I like that you have your little sticker on the back of your car that says like something about. Have, have a, a nice day. Yeah. yeah. That's nice and cute. Have a nice day. I got it. Because it's positive and cheerful, but I was like, if someone has real bad road rage behind mm. me and they see that, maybe it'll make them not ride my bumper so right. much. Although I, I really don't hope most people have a nice day. I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> it's fake. I could see people, though, if, As you he flips them off. To, if you changed your to Jesus, I could see people, you know, very religious people coming up and saying something to you. About As I'm listening to... Wop. <laughs> I, can, I can just see you with your window down just to sing it away. That's hilarious. That man's his place says Jesus, but he's queer as hell. Amen. I need to watch That's what laughing. I need. I need to watch laughing and not just sit here straight faced because the last time I sat here and laughed all the I ended up with a bunch of pictures of oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> online. All you gotta do is start laughing because then she starts giggling. <laughs> and if, then it's hard to get her to stop. If you see Kim laughing and then her face go, she peed a little. She peed a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went before we started, so I'm good for at least an hour. Now you got a cup the size of your leg. Well, it is. It is the from your ankle to your knee. It's the same size. See, the thing it's is, very though, good too. Stay hydrated, everybody. Kim will walk around Wabash, the little town that we live in, 
if she sees a cute man, she just whips that thing on up there. How you doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to get you to laugh. Don't take much. You don't have to say anything funny. You just have to say something. Cream cheese. <laughs> I was just. Yeah, you guys get me started. I won't stop. Help her, Lord. Cheesecake. You just had a great big piece of peanut butter pie. Mm -hmm. I know. You know what's funny is for my lunch on every day, I never eat lunch. I normally don't eat breakfast or lunch. But when I do, he goes all out. I do. And you know what's so frustrating? And I will say, I feel like I'm so good. good. But I feel like, you know, because I keep track of, like, how many calories I eat in a day. And I feel like my daily, like, calories, I either do under 2,000 calories in a day. Like, good. I either do, like, 1,800 calories in a day or I'm doing, like, 2,800. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> 42. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to tell the listeners how you ordered that pie because it was hilarious oh, yes. and original. Well, the funny thing is, is like these thin little waitresses, I, I just feel so sorry for them because they are just not prepared. But anyway, so we True. just get to that little restaurant and she's there to take our drink order. And I said, while we're waiting on our fourth person, can we order some salads or something? And she's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay, I'll take the peanut butter pie. And she was like, salad, <laughs> huh? And I was like, yes. And what's funny is I looked on the salad menu because I was like, ooh, they got dessert. And I looked at the towards the salads. I was like, there ain't no pie on here. <laughs> so you got me started on that little trend sometimes when I pre-zert. go out to eat. You got to get pre-zert. Yeah. That way you get to eat it. A lot of the Wabash people do it now. A lot of our friends up here. Yeah. It's so, yeah. Priorities. It's good. It's Save really that. Good. Throw that side of vegetables out of here. We don't need yeah. that. Okay, so I wrote down two pet peeves that I discovered this week that I wanted to share with you guys on this episode today. All right. Let's Raging water. Yeah. The first one. Okay, guys. Do you remember? I know Kim remembers this because she's old. old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's jerk? But listen, I have have you guys been to a gas station or a place recently that has had those old hand dryers, but they're the ones that have the rollers, the cloth. Yes. I haven't been to one not of those in years. years. Yeah, I haven't not in years. Those. Oh my gosh. I came across one in a place Where? a place near Fort Wayne. Wow. Yeah, stuck in the 80s, I would say. Or older. I don't even know how old those things are. Especially, like, since COVID, people still using them. The thing about them is that no matter how far you twist the little cloth thing, and for you youngins out there who have no idea what I'm talking about, go ask your mom. It's gross. It is gross. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No matter how far you, like, twist that cloth, you never find a dry spot. No. Mm. That's the... I don't think I, I ever used those things when they were popular. I, I let my hands air dry. I, I looked at that thing. I was like, my pants are cleaner no, I was than that. Say air dry. Shoot. I use my pants. <laughs> I'm not getting my pants all wet. I, I mean, right here. That's yeah. it. That's all I did the. 
Fling, fling. Yeah, I was like, I'm not using the little, no. I don't use the dryers that are like a hair dryer. Oh, yeah. I, I can't stand those. The, you know what's funny is I feel like they are either, bar- they barely blow anything. Where you, you'd have to stand underneath that for hours mm-hmm. to or get your hands Or super right. loud. Yeah, or it's going to blow you out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I like the, the Dyson ones. Oh, where yeah, yeah. Those are nice. Those work well. Yeah, yeah. I've. Oh, well, even oh, okay. as a little kid, I did use those, you know, the one yeah. you had. But I thought when it went back through the machine that it, like, somehow magically washed and dried it. <laughs> right. And then when I learned that it did I not, thought, I was I like, oh, the same thing. No. I thought that somehow I mean, there was a magical little elf in elf, there yeah. and you just washed and dried it perfect. Nice. So by the time I, mean, I just. We believed in Santa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, clearly back in that thing, there's, there's a little no elf. such thing as Santa. I'm no, still holding is. out. I still sit, you know, on all fours in front of the chimney every Christmas Eve, just hoping. Hoping for Daddy, Daddy Santa. Daddy Santa. Come on in. Santa baby. How I'll change it to Santa Daddy. <laughs> Listen. All right. So my second pet peeve that I came across this week, and I feel like I see this all the time. And every time, you know, it's one of those things that it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't impact me. But every time it just gets my eyes a rolling and I'm just thinking, who hurt you? You roll your eyes? You no. complain to me for that. I know. Listen. These people, this is a public service announcement. Peep. Who are these people on social media who are over filtering their photos? Oh, yes. I, everybody in does it. The world. Yeah. No. And you see them in real life. And who the hell are oh, you? No, this ha- This is such a funny story. So I went to this event. This is such a true story. And when it happened, I almost like busted out laughing because I thought this is an unreal event that's happening right now but i went to this event this year and there's a person that i am friends with on facebook and i've met this person in real life and i've seen this person post on facebook many many times never i had never met them in real life and i saw them in person didn't know that was them oh god because they're so filtered. The, yeah. They introduced themselves, still didn't know who they were. And then finally, they said something that I realized who they were and that we had, you know, had communicated before and stuff. And I just thought, oh, my God, they don't look anything like their photos. And Are I you have, sick? Like, and I just thought, why am I, like, misremembering what this person looks like? What is wrong with m- my memory of... What this person looks like online, it doesn't make sense to me, like, how that is not connecting. It's just so, so weird. So then later that night, I went on to social media, and I start looking through, and I was like, it's because you are over-filtering your photos Mm -hmm. so much that when you have no lines, like, not even no lines, but, like, when you are over-filtering your photos to the point to where you no longer look human— Flesh you tone can't blows. see anything. Yeah, your imperfections make you look like a human being. Right. And people can't, like, I had never seen that person before. Well, it's just and a I job. Tell you were. I have a family member that does that, <laughs> and I'm like, honey, 
you're just a couple years younger than me. Yeah, I no. know you don't look like that. Right. Who no. are you kidding? Well, you know, and, and so I learned a lesson in that moment because as an overweight person myself, I used to only want pictures if someone took them. Oh, let's just be sitting down and just like try to get a, of just like our heads or something. Hold it up. Yeah. And I really didn't want photos of myself, but then I thought, you know, but people are going to see me in public and then not know who I am because they won't like, oh, I've seen pictures of him, but I've never seen that he's overweight. Like that doesn't make sense to me. So then I kind of like realized like how important it is for people to know what you look like and to connect what you really look like. Not just the person that you try to portray yourself to be physically looking, you know. Mm -hmm. Years ago, I have maybe three pictures of me, Amber, and Emily all together because I was the one that took the pictures. And if somebody else got a camera out, I was dodging it. Mm. And... I didn't realize how bad it was until Amber passed away and we were trying to get her boards together, you know, for the funeral and all this. And I'm like, there's three pictures of us. And I felt horrible that there was no more pictures of me with the girls. And so I started letting people take my picture. And I know, is it overweight? Yeah, I know it, you know. Right. And I just don't like the way I look in pictures because I'm overweight. Right. But. Yeah, so after Amber died, I'm like, yeah, this has got to stop because I don't want Emily to not have any pictures of her and I together. Right. And still, to this day, I hate that there's only three pictures of the three of us. Which is kind of funny, though, because you are a person that takes a lot of photos. Mm -hmm. You know, you take a lot of photos of other people, though. In fact, with Amber, you she wanted a photo shoot before she died, right? When she was probably started when she was maybe 12. 11 or 12, we would get bored through the day. And I've always been a person that loves to take pictures. I always have. And we would get bored through the day and she'd go, hey, mom, let's go on a photo shoot. And she would go get all dolled up. I'd grab the camera and away we would go. So I have hundreds and thousands of pictures of Amber because she loved her photo shoots. And after she passed away, I had one of her friends ask me if I would take their senior pictures. And I'm like, I don't know that I could do it with you know, for anybody else. And I did. And I realized how much that, because it was just within a year after she had passed, you know, shorter than a year. And I realized how much it took me back to the times when I was doing her pictures. And I started doing it for people that I knew, you know, Mm. I'd get paid for it, of course, but I don't do it as much as I used to just because number one, I don't have time anymore. And I've kind of gotten out of that. I deal with things so much better now that I don't feel like I need to do that to cope mm-hmm. anymore. And which I did just do some senior pictures a couple of weeks ago, which I've not touched yet because I haven't had time. But oh, I didn't know that's why you got started. I know you yeah. took those ones of Shane and I all those years ago at that mm-hmm. park. Yeah, when I first met you. Yeah. Actually, that was the very first time I met you, wasn't it? It might have been. I can't recall. It's been too long. I'm pretty sure that was the very first time I ever met you. I'm not sure. Your guess is I, as good as mine. I, I barely remember it. I mean, I remember it, but mm-hmm. it was a long some, time ago. I have a lot of pictures out there. I've done a lot of senior. Those were always my favorite to do with senior pictures, mm. just because that was around the age that Amber was. And right. I, you can do so much with senior pictures. So I, I did a couple weddings 
I stopped doing weddings a long time ago because it is extremely stressful because you can't go back and redo those. Mm -mm. You know, if something happens, that's it. You know, what do you do? People are so specific and picky, too. You have to wait for their second marriage. Right. (laughs) And the last one that I did, I told the guy, which I've been friends with him forever. It was one of his daughters. And I told him, I said, no, I said, I'm not going to do anymore. And he's like, um, no, I have such and such more girls, you know, that you've got to be able to. No, I, I just I can't do it. It's just too stressful. And of course, I've done family ones. But, but my favorite's always been to do senior ones. Mm-hmm. One of these days, I'll have you do a boudoir shoot with me. Uh, there you go. Shane, God love his soul put on my Facebook one time because we know how much he likes to put on these stupid <laughs> things on my Facebook, right? He put on one time that I was going to start doing boudoir. <laughs> Men and only. And <laughs> I had three people message me about it. Oh, they're fun. Three. I used to help out with them. You want to make some extra money, Kim? There you go. I, and I had no place to do it. I didn't have a studio. I had no props oh, for it. I just go to go. their house. Yeah, how many years ago has that been? Many years ago. You just go to their house, you have her spread eagle on the bed or whatever. (laughs) I used to do the hair and makeup for them, and then my boss that I worked with at the salon, she would do the photos, and Mm -hmm. I'd sit back there and hype them, which I always loved. And the women always had such good-looking husbands, too. I was like, ooh. There are some people on TikTok that I love to watch that does the the boudoir ones, that they make them look so good. I could never do that. I want to, I mean, but with me in drag, I want to do a drag boudoir shoot. I know enough about photography to be a little scary, but I don't know that I can ever pull that off. I think you could do it. I'd trust you and I'd trust my friend Brittany. But other than that, I wouldn't be comfortable being photographed. I could never, of course, my brother-in-law, he is a photographer, professional photographer. Oh, yes. And he's taken numerous pictures for all of us, you know. And he always says, oh, I just love looking at your pictures. And I'm like, my pictures are absolutely crap compared to yours. I don't know why you like looking at my pictures. But eh, I try. I have a good eye for it. But Look at Kim's pictures if you ever see them online. Let's pump her up. Mm. Get her to take pictures of me nude. (laughs) Not nude. Tasteful nude. There you go. I have a feather. (laughs) Well... Do we want to get started? Yeah, on? let's go ahead and jump in, Josh. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to? I'll go first. Go ahead. I can't ever remember whose turn it is. Me so we just. I think <laughs> last time he went first. Yeah, so go ahead. By the time we get, since we do these in advance, I'm always like, I have no oh, idea yeah. what year, what day it is. Well, I figure with cold and flu season coming up, we should probably get a, a few in the queue that way in case somebody gets sick, especially with three of us doing them now. We'll be coming in here sounded like this. Yeah. Well, there are currently just under 4,000 ghost towns scattered around the United States. Most of them were small towns that were created to house workers and their families. And the entire town was shaped and reliant on one specific job. Either coal mines, the gold rush, or more recently, factory jobs. Whatever it may be, the job closes and slowly the town is forced to relocate to find work. My mystery today is about a ghost town, but it differs from the others in a strange way. In a way that it's possible it never even existed. 
The town of Dublin, Wisconsin, was brought to the attention of the internet in 2013 from a now-deleted Reddit forum that stated, Has anyone ever heard of Dublin, Wisconsin? Which is said to have completely disappeared in the early 1990s. Right around the world was blessed with the Waters Brothers. <laughs> and Kim was in her 20s. It's not known how big of a town Dublin was or how many people actually lived there. Today, you won't find it on any maps, and the only evidence of it actually existing ranges from word of mouth, a couple old souvenirs, and one photo that was allegedly taken at a restaurant there. The photo shows one unnamed man with two unnamed women at a table at what appears to be a sushi restaurant. Just from the sushi I saw in the picture. Other than those, the only other evidence has been word of mouth. But you can't make chicken salad out of chicken feathers, so here we go. Southern praise. <laughs> the stories were told by someone who either lived there or passed through Devland. The most notable is that of a man whose father claimed to have lived in the town for several years when he was a young man in the military. He claims that he lived in Doveland and that it was built in the late 1960s as part of a government project called Project Sanguine, and that the town was erased when that project failed. You might be asking yourself, how can you erase an entire town? Well, it's actually more common than we might suspect. Throughout the U.S., there are multiple reservoirs with towns lying at the bottom of them. Over 900 dams were built in the state of Wisconsin alone. In the past, Wisconsin had experienced dams bursting, which led to large-scale flooding and destruction or near-destruction of entire towns. Project Sanguine was a U.S. Navy project proposed in 1968 for communication with submerged submarines using extremely low frequency, or ELF, radio waves. The initially proposed system, hardened to survive a nuclear attack, would have required a giant antenna that covered two-fifths of the entire state of Minnesota. It was never implemented because of protest and potential environmental impact. A smaller, less hardened system called Project ELF that consisted of two linked ELF transmitters located at Clam Lake, which is the funniest name, that I think, really. <laughs> Clam Lake in Wisconsin and Republic, Michigan. And those were both built in the beginning of 1982. One of the more fun conspiracies is that the government flooded the town to erase evidence of the failed project. But I think my favorite theory is that the town slipped into another dimension, and only those who have been previously remember. Similar to the Mandela effect, which is another rabbit hole I took a dive in while researching this, I questioned all existence when I found the Mandela effect between, now I wanted to ask you guys what you, the bear cartoon when we were little where they live in a tree, and it's like a family of bears. Do you remember what that was called? Berenstain Bears? Now, say it again. The Berenstain Bears? See? We're from different dimensions, because I remember it being the Berenstain Bears. But the correct term is Berenstain Bears. But I completely remember the Berenstain Bears. 
So that's one Mandela effect. The dimensional theory, this is my own summary of it, is our universe shifted with another one and they intertwined. That's how the Mandela effect happens. The ones who remember one version are possibly from original universe A, and the other ones who remember the second version are from universe B. I remember the bears. I don't remember the name. (laughs) Berenstain Bears. Papa. Another possible Mandela effect is actually Mona Lisa. Some people say that they remember her having a smile, and other ones remember her not having a smile. I mean, I remember the smile. There's even that movie, Mona Lisa Smile. Well, that's the argument, isn't it? That people see it, and they she has like a small... She has more of a smirk. Yeah, so that's the argument. Is she smiling? Is she not smiling? Right. What's she thinking? Thinking the seat's uncomfortable. Hurry up and paint this picture. (laughs) I did see a few people claim that the town was real based on shirts and cups that they claim were also from the town. But these days, anybody with a cricket can easily make that. What makes Dublin so fascinating is that there are no records of a town with such name. The town was not renamed or altered its zoning, and there is no map of the state that includes the coordinates of a town called Dublin, Wisconsin. Yet, people claim they remember the town. They claim that they had friends or relatives who lived there, or that they visited. And a few folks have old souvenirs to prove that there had been a Dublin. I'll end with this. The last interesting theory, because there's a lot of them, and most of them ain't very good. I came across this, and it was that aliens have taken over the town of Devland and are using their technology to hide it from the rest of us. Mm. Makes me think of that book, and then later the series, The Dome by Stephen King. The mystery is still unsolved, and a lot of people don't even think the town itself ever existed. So... Let us know what you all think on our socials. I'm curious about what theories people lean towards. Mm. I was talking when we went to Chicago last weekend. That's a set of Amber's friends that has always stayed close to us, Adam and Alyssa. Alyssa's a photographer. She was going to take pictures of Emily. Is that the real tall and real short couple? They're real sweet. Yes, they are. They're awesome. And we were talking about you know, things that we remember as young, young children. And as you're going in Muncie on McGalliard, on the left-hand side, I remember a house and a silo being there. And I remember going into this house. Anybody that I've asked in my family said there's never been a house there. So we were talking about it. And Adam said, that was my great-grandfather's house. There did used to be a house there, but it was gone before I was ever around. But I remember being in it, and it was his grandfather's house. Hmm. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. But everybody, my, I remember asking my grandma and grandpa about it, but no, there's never been a house there. Well, that's they a good probably, for you. They probably drove it so many times. You know how your brain just kind of blocks mm-hmm. stuff that right. it doesn't need to pay attention right. to. Like me driving home. You get home sometimes and you're like, I don't remember driving. Hope everyone's okay. Yeah, I zone out. Where'd that blood on the front of the car come from? (laughs) Right. 
All right, guys, are you ready for my mystery? I am. Okay, so I want to remind our listeners that in a previous episode, Kim has told us that when 10 people sign up for our Patreon, that Josh and I can come over for a sleepover and we will do a little Ouija boarding and we will do it live just for you guys. You free tomorrow. Right. Well, we have to wait for the episode to come out, and then once we get 10 new patrons. and the new one that we just got a couple days ago does not count. It has to be when that episode drops. Yeah. Bull crap. So, if you're listening right now, if you sign up, your sign-up will count. Only your Mm -hmm. donations can help save Kim from the Ouija board. And don't forget, they also have to comment on something... That says yes. we want when you, you to join do this, in. You have to write on there. Yeah. We want you to do this. When you join in, we will once we release the episode, we will create a new pinned post in the Patreon group. It'll be the one coming out on it's not is it the one that on the twenty first? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. You're the producer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But this, this is not going to do any good because this one won't be in release <laughs> well, until after be, that. So. But you all have it. We have our receipt here now yeah. on, on air and on video. So we have to have 10 and they have to comment that they want it. Right. So no ad, no rules yeah. when we get all that. So when you join and click that you are wanting us to do the Ouija live event at Kim's house. Call the Let's get Kim possessed post. <laughs> right. I still think, I think we should do it in your basement. No, Kim. there's more room down in your you basement. You have a creepier house. <laughs> no kidding, and I you have, have to a basement too. There's snakes up there in the house. Snakes. You want me to go under the ground? Yeah, no. Huh? <laughs> there are snakes. There are some, some lovely hey, snakes. I, I plugged the hole where that snake came in. There's not another one going to come in. If we are playing with that board and a snake is oh coming, God. I am running like the road runner. Meet me. Okay. Rebuke it. A detective came and knocked on the door, and I said, is it Renee? And he just gave me that solemn look. It was the worst day ever. The Proof Podcast is back with a new case and a new season. 23 years ago, 18-year-old Renee Ramos went missing. Her body was later found in an empty Home Depot building on the edge of town. I don't think that they arrested the right people. It's about time somebody's trying to do something. She had a black eye about two weeks before she was murdered. They are involved. They definitely had her body and her backpack. You know people are going to judge you, right? Of course. They're judging me now. They've been judging me damn near my whole life. You can listen now to season two of Proof, wherever you get your podcasts. And follow along with us as we reinvestigate the murder at the warehouse. I have to ask... Did you kill Renee? American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. 
Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. So for fun today, to go along with our theme of getting people to sign up so we can do our Ouija live event at Kim's house. It's a sleepover. Ouija live event at Kim's house and get her a man. I mean, do a live no, event at no. Kim's house. We'll get her drunk. No, <laughs> That's going to be hard to wine. do when you don't drink. That's what you think. <laughs> drunk on love. The story oh. I picked today goes in line with our topic. Great. Yes. So this tale takes us behind the bars of an Orange County jail. Back in August of 2000, picture it. <laughs> a circle of inmates, all Josh's type right. and Kim's, each with a history that's led them to this very moment, sitting in this dimly lit corner of a prison dormitory. I'm familiar. I'm sure you are, Josh. <laughs> it's his dream Surrounded come true. Surrounded by a group of men. It's his Friday dream night. come true. They were about to embark on a journey that would blur the lines between reality and the supernatural. These inmates were not just any prisoners. They were documented gang members, hardened by life. Yet on this night, they were about to face something that would shake even their steely resolve. Am I scaring you yet, Kim? No. Are you nervous for us to come to your house after we get 10 new patrons? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So using the underside of a Scrabble board, they crafted their own Ouija board. They then penciled in the alphabet, and then they shaped their own piece of cardboard into a teardrop. And then this is where it starts getting a little bit more intense. They gathered in a dark place in the dorm, specifically the bathroom, where, you know, not very good things happen there. I'm going to say this. Every single light in my house will be on when we do it. (laughs) No dark corners. No. And then they just had one single light on in that bathroom. I just just want you to imagine what's Mm -hmm. happening because they didn't want to get caught, as you can imagine. So just imagine the air is heavy. It's charged with a sense of... Them trying not to get caught, but they're also trying to, you know, just chill out and play with this Ouija board. Now I lost where I was in my paper. She's scared. (laughs) Are you scared yet, Cam? No. And then they did something that was very interesting that I thought. They prayed. Cleanse the space. But not to a God and not for protection. But they prayed to the devil. That's what you don't want to do. Right. No kidding. Now, as their fingers were lightly rested on the little pointer thingy, I can't remember what it's called, Josh. Do you remember the little thing? Panchette. Yeah, panchette. They then called upon the spirit of a woman. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Damon. The question was simple. How did you die? 
The answer that came was bone-chilling. I was murdered. Then they asked how, and the board spelled out an even more haunting response. Investigate. That's when fear started to grip them. But the game wasn't over, and it started to escalate very quickly. Three of them started to scream, believing that they were being possessed. The scene became so intense that jail officials had to step in. So now, picture this. <laughs> Correctional officers had to confront a very chaotic scene of crying, flailing inmates. They realized that this terror was genuine. All of these men were terrified. And then these men had to face this harsh reality that they were being paralyzed by fear from an unseen, unknown force. They weren't sure what was paralyzing them. And it didn't end there. One of the inmates, his name was Isaiah, described feeling the presence, a certain presence in the bathroom. Anytime he would go in there. That is never good in a prison. No, no kidding. <laughs> and then when they asked if anyone was there, the little pointer thing, Josh, what was that thing called again? Panchette, which I can't believe I remember I'm not that name. Gonna, yeah, I can't say that. Pan- panchette? Sure. Panchette? I'm the only pointer. about 80% sure I'm that's called, correct. Yeah, well, the thing is, is it has a, a PL. The a doohickey. Planchette? I'm calling it a pointer. Planchette. There we go. Yeah, the pointer. Doohickey. So then the pointer starts to spin uncontrollably. End it. Burn the place down. Uh, in this saying. connection, you are no longer yeah. invited. That's when everyone started to become terrified and they all just fled. Like, well, that's the last thing you want to do. <laughs> right. Right. And what's the thing that everyone says? Do the little goodbye thing. Yeah. They probably didn't have goodbye on the little no, board. just leave it on open. But... The terror was far from over. Another inmate, his name was Marcos, started feeling really cold and very different. His voice began to deepen, and it was a way that he had never felt before. Initially, they thought that it was just an act, but the drama continued. And by the third day, three of them, including Marcos, were convinced that they all were possessed. They tore up the board in desperation just to try to get it to stop. But even the destruction of the board didn't bring them any relief. They didn't close it out. Right? On the morning of August 5th, screams echoed throughout the jail. Officers found the inmates in a state of hysteria. It was clear that this was not an act. The fear was palpable. They were terrified. The officials called a priest to counsel the inmates. The priest who arrived, he was the director of the detention ministry. Uh, there's no way I'd be able to pronounce his name, but I got it, <laughs> if anyone wants it. Mr. Priest. <laughs> right. And the priest noted that this was the first time that she had ever heard of inmates using a Ouija board. The incident sparked a religious awakening in some, including Marcos who reaffirmed his faith at that time. So, just to end this story, I just have a little reminder that sometimes the most terrifying monsters are the ones that we invite into our lives.
My ex. Shane. <laughs> That's a good story, Shane. I'm glad you liked it. Found it interesting. Maybe when we get 10 new patrons, we can invite someone into Kim's life. I'm just going to say this right now. <laughs> what you, are you going to tell us, Kim? You all bring a demon into my house. <laughs> Don't worry, Kim. I'll get rid of it for you. I'm moving in with Shane. <laughs> They're, no, you ain't. They're a lot more afraid of me than I am of them. We will have the Pope come to your house to cleanse your house before that happens, little miss. I remember the only time I've ever been afraid of something scary I was not explainable was with Grandma. There was something going on in her house. Mm. I think you might have been there. We were all in the living room. We had, you know, those pink plastic cups that she had. We had one sitting on the table. We're just sitting there. The closest person to it's probably like four feet away from it. Nobody's near it. All of a sudden, it just goes flinging off oh, yeah. towards the front door. And Grandma just stood up right there and was like, You are not welcome. And I like started shaking. I'm like, What the? Who are you yelling at? <laughs> and then a few days later, something like moved on the wall in the garage near where Grandma had her like little craft corner. And she went out there and she was like, scolding it and telling it to get away and that scared the hell out of me but ever since then that's just how i treat mm-hmm. anything i'm like mm, you don't have permission to be here get your ass out of here mm-hmm. you ain't paying rent right right <laughs> do a dish mm-hmm. love <laughs> the dishwasher i'll bring my palo santo i have a blessed wooden cross and i have well, holy you better water do a lot and... of blessing a lot of blessing well, we're going to have We'll make sure fun. to close it when we're done. And Yeah, we'll have fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. We'll wear some pajamas. It'll be so fun. There Kim. won't be nothing bad I can coming just see through. An- I can just see Amber coming through. Uh, Hurry your grandpa. I doubt it. It'd be scary. Uh, my grandpa. I think, personally, nothing to happen. Well, I don't. I mean, so one year for Christmas, my BFF sitting over there in that chair. Got me a reading with. Oh, Josh, a, you got her something. Yeah, got me a reading with a very high end medium. You say chip coffee? Yeah, okay. chip coffee. We talked and about. Yeah, we. It it was amazing the stuff that he that he knew about Amber. I wholeheartedly believed everything he said. What I like about whenever anyone goes to someone like that is. You never know who's going to come up. You know, you're hopeful, like, oh, I really want to talk to, like, Grandma. She'd probably be the person I'd want to talk to the most. But it could be someone you would never expect. You see, the thing with him is that's the way most mediums work. It's whoever comes in, not him. He he asks you, who do you want to get in touch with? Ooh. And that's the person that he gets in touch with. And I 100% believe that it was her. 100%. I have his... I have one of his books that he sent me, the mm. Growing Up Psychic One or something. I still haven't yeah. read it yet. I have a laundry list. We were just talking about <laughs> books we were wanting to read. Right. right now I'm doing that Miriam Margulies and then Britney Spears' new book. That's <laughs> next. Yeah, I was really amazed. Really amazed. And it was definitely after everything was over, you know, he asked me, he says, you know, how do you think that it went? You know, I said, it, it was her. I, I know it was her. And he said, do you feel better? And I'm like, yeah, I feel so good. You just, you, it's a calm that comes over you that, you know, they're okay. And, you know, as long as you believe in that, which I do, it was really cool. You can, you know, anybody can do exercises and different things to open yourself up more to where, you know, you can communicate 
yourself in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you might hear hear whispers or as a kid, I used to smell my gra- grandma waters after she passed. I would smell her every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Anymore, I just get like an image or an image of a word in my head. But it's it's nice when you, you yourself can like feel mm-hmm. a presence of well, someone you yeah, love. Yeah, and she has, she does, every once, she hasn't done anything for quite a while. But I know that there are things that has happened around the house that I know it was her. Oh, yeah. That she's the one that done it. And it's just, it's really. Makes you calm. smile. Yeah. It's like, oh, thanks mm-hmm. for the little, the little surprise. <laughs> yeah. When I was. It wasn't too awful long, less than a year probably after she passed away. I was having a really, really bad day. I had just bawled all day and just – and Emily was at her dad's for the weekend or whatever. And so I had came in from someplace that I had been and just took my clothes off and laid down on the couch and covered up with a blanket and threw my clothes on a chair that was right next to the couch and I laid down, went to sleep, and when I woke up, the bottle of perfume that she always used to use was on those clothes. I know Aww. I didn't put it there, and I would, I was took it. Okay, all right, sorry, sis, I'll, I'll settle down a little bit. <laughs> and so it, it, that's when she does it is to remind me that she's still there because when I when I start getting really bad, then she'll do something. Put right. some pants on, mom. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what she was saying to me. Mom, go take a shower. One of my traditions since grandma's passed, I have a date with her every year on Halloween. Because not so much just because it's Halloween and the the veil is thinning. That's just when I first did it. But I put on the Golden Girls and I'll have meat and cheese and crackers out and I'll eat that. (laughs) And I'll have like a a Butterfinger candy bar and then I'll put a little Conway Twitty on and... (laughs) I'll slow dance around my room as if, you know, I'm dancing. Because we used to slow dance. So I'll do a little waltz around the room and I have a little date with grandma every Halloween. I think it it helps talking about them. I mean, you guys talk about your grandma all the time. I talk about Amber all the time. Yeah. I just couldn't imagine not talking about her. Right. You know? Yeah. Grief is a strange thing. It is. Right. But I feel like I'm finally getting a hang of it. It does get worse around the holidays. Right. We, we weren't going to even do Thanksgiving. I was like, let's just go out to eat. Right. But, and I was like, let's no. go to McDonald's. Right. right. I really. <laughs> we got a holiday pie from McDonald's. It definitely gets worse <laughs> through the holidays. It's better than last year, though. Last year, I was really like, oh, yeah. I just wanted the, to fast The first forward. year is the worst. Ugh, yeah. Skip it. Last but, year was the first year, right? I, I think so. First or second. It's. Time has no meaning since right. COVID. Mm-hmm. Since 2019, yeah, it's all just... You mean 2020? No, well, 2019 is when COVID... No, 20, 2020 is when COVID hit. That's when we shut down was 2020. Yeah. See what yeah, I mean? because the beginning of 2020 is when I was in California. That's oh, when was, see what I mean? Josh Maybe. is like, 2019? I was like, 2019? <laughs> what happened in 2019? Listen, I've been a germaphobe my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> well... I'll do my bless your heart. Yeah, go ahead. Today's good news story comes from Wheatland, Iowa. In the heart of Calamus Wheatland High School, 16-year-old Lauren Schrader is sowing the seeds of compassion. Lauren is making a significant impact on her community by growing fresh produce on her family's farm and donating it to local nonprofit organizations. 
In under two years, she has donated an impressive 7,000 pounds of fresh produce. It began after she volunteered at a food drive during the COVID pandemic in 2020, (laughs) when she noticed how little fresh produce was available for her community. And with the support of her family, Lauren transformed a half acre of land into her own garden her sophomore year. And thanks to a grant from the Future Farmers of America, she expanded her garden to a full acre complete with protective fencing to shield the crops from pests. The garden boasts a diverse array of over 20 types of produce. And she says, I wanted to have something that would impact people and not just show cattle. I want to impact community members. Many people help you out. But it makes more of a difference when you help other people out. And that's what makes me most happy. Despite juggling over 1,000 hours of work in the garden, especially during her summer softball season and livestock expositions, Lauren remains steadfast in her goal. She aims to donate a total of 20,000 pounds of produce by the time she graduates in 2025. Lauren, Bless your heart, and thank you for your generosity and compassion. That was good. Awesome. Oh, just so cute. Yeah, it was uh, very good. I love finding my bless your hearts, reading them. Some of them, I'm like, that ain't a very good one. <laughs> but, you know, just, I'm like, you don't deserve a bless your heart. You did the bare minimum. But right. stuff like this, I like bringing it to light. Yeah, that was good. All right, well, you guys ready to start our unmasked episode? Yeah, I'll do my ending spiel and yeah, and I'll let people know that when you join our unmasked today, I have another Ouija board experience. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, you're just not going to give and, it up until I let you, are you? I know, and we're going to play dad jokes. Oh, good. Yeah, I have a lovely little comedy short poem. My best friend sent me the other oh, day lovely. and i have been cracking up at it oh, good. for yeah. days now watching right. no one I no almost, one will think it's funny i almost bought one of you as one of the gifts was a, a dad joke book mm. they had a a christmas version of the dad joke game that i got us i almost got it but i had already spent enough on you guys <laughs> oh, I know. josh is like five dollars <laughs> mm. i wish collectively yeah i'm a hundred deep a hundred deep <laughs> I'm over. <laughs> but I love you guys. Yeah. It's for our fans. If, if it wasn't somebody that I didn't love, I wouldn't have done it. Right. There you go. Well, we would like to give a special thank you, Jesus, to our loyal and brilliant patrons and your exceptional taste in podcast. We appreciate all of you and hope you enjoy Mystery Inc. and Unmasked. Don't forget to follow Mr. Inc. on Instagram or join us on Patreon to hear our bonus episodes of Unmasked that we do right after Kim and I get done peeing. Find us on both platforms under at It's Mystery Inc. And don't forget to join us on Facebook at Shane and Josh's Rabbit Hole so we can interact with more of you. And we also have a new website, It's MysteryInc.com. There you can listen to any of our episodes, enjoy photos of us and now Kim, and even submit ideas for mysteries or any positive news you would like to share for my bless your heart. Anybody else have anything? Kim, what do you have to add to that? Any new additions? Body. 
Well, apparently we have to go, guys. Because how much of that eighty-four me. ounce beverage no have kidding. you drank? That is really the biggest cup. I've only taken a couple sips out of it, but. Well, hopefully she can sit through an unmasked episode. After I go potty, After yeah. The bathroom. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Talk at you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.